Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Level Up Human, the comedy science podcast, souping up the Homo sapien. Hello and welcome to Level Up Human, the comedy podcast panel show that is looking at how we can change the human race and figure out how to make it better. We're taking suggestions from our panel, from our wonderful audience here, and the natural world to work out exactly what the next stage of human evolution should be. We're putting together a to-do list for human evolution. It is billeted with real bullets. I'm your host, Simon Watt, and today I'm joined by three cellular automata in the form of our guests. Tonight's judge, deciding which of the ideas is worth incorporating into future editions of our species, it's Lindsay Sherman. Hey! Hello. Hello. Sorry. Can you see my crack? Lindsay is a wonderful writer, comedian. Check out her websites. Check out her alt ego, Madame Magenta. Um, what, 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 what? My Twitter? Oh, no, I'm just sorry saying places where they should look for you because you're oh, right. using in many, many yeah. ways. Yeah, lindsaysharman.co.uk, maybe .com. I don't know. I haven't updated it for a far too long. Well, look, <laughs> the thing is here, you, you, you like evolution. You like how we're going. What would I you like it. to see our panel and our audience suggesting? <sighs> I don't know. Oh, eugenics. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if I, you ever should be convinced by the validity of eugenics. So I, I want these two to maybe give me some uh, arguments. Eugenics, the, the I'm not convinced. That's change, a good start. Yeah, change my mind? I don't know. Do I want my mind to be changed? I don't know. I we'll don't, do our best. I'm basically the token idiot here, by the way. So I'm the one that needs to be educated. Otherwise, I'll make a terrible decision voting-wise. <laughs> well, you're not. You're, you're <laughs> representing humanity. You're choosing one of these motions, which we'll take back to our fictitious boffins, okay? Yeah. Okay. So you'll be taking suggestions, but pitching the ideas, over there in the far corner, we have Mia Elliott. Hi, everyone. It's Maya. Oh, sorry. Do you know what? I've known, it's because you're Dutch and you've got weird spelling. Right, it's I'm really sorry, weird Maya. spelling. You shouldn't like know my actual name. If anyone, I, if I've spelled the letters and someone can pronounce it correctly, I'll buy you a beer. Well, okay. it's cheating. We've told them the right answer now. No, 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 no. They do, still don't know my actual name. Well, Maya, I'm, and I've known her for years, so that's a stupid mistake for to make. You're studying um, nutrigenomics at the University of Surrey. What on earth is nutrigenomics? Um, so my research is looking at how your DNA uh, influences your nutritional status 
and how your nutritional status can actually affect your DNA. And I'm looking at this in particular uh, with respect to Alzheimer's. So you're telling us that if we eat enough Nutrigrain bars, we don't get Alzheimer's or something? Um, technically, that's not how it works. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, your nutritional status is actually dictated very... Uh, only a small part is dictated by what you eat, and the rest of it has to do with other things like um, what your metabolism is like, um, smoking, medication that you might be on. So it's a whole host of different things. So we can't actually eat ourselves healthy or happy? Well, you can contribute that way, but uh, you'll have to do more than just take a vitamin pill. Perfect. So, also, pitching ideas, we're joined by Jamie Upton. Hello. Uh, Jamie is a cell biologist and a science communicator. I love some of your work, man. Please tell everybody here about Art Necro. Oh, Art Necro... Uh... <laughs> If you Google Art Necro, then you actually get some horrible things on the internet. Children, don't do that. Don't Please don't do that. Uh, but one of the things on the Google page is uh, our website. Uh, what we're doing is trying to take scientists who work in different fields connected to death. Uh, so we've got pathologists, cell biologists, microbiologists, and we pair them up with different artists. Uh, so we've got everything from perfumers trying to make like the scent of death to... Um, uh, foodie people who are trying to look at like how decay is important in food. Uh, we've got people like painters, digital artists. It's a great bunch of lads and lasses. Yeah. What does what does death smell like? I mean, we've all got an idea of what death that, probably. That smells. is a deep question. It depends what <laughs> stage of death. There are five distinct stages of death, are, and let are me tell any you, of them nice? uh, the last one is when you turn into a skeleton. It's quite floral, oh. so yeah, go for that one. Okay. Yeah. I remember I, I did a documentary years ago where we watched an elephant decay over three weeks, and that's a lot of calories to stink up, you know. And uh, the compounds have got wonderful names like putrescine and cadaverine, <laughs> and they stink to high heaven. It's like a teenager's bedroom turned up. It's properly <laughs> disgusting. So you can see how these experts will have great ideas for the next stage of our species, but we're also taking ideas from our wonderful audience in the forum here at Wilderness Festival. Give everybody a round of applause. Thank you. Now, before we kick off into the realms of what we'd like to see, we're going to find out what's happening now. So each of our guests have brought along a quick news story to tell us. Um, why don't we start with you, Jamie? What's caught your eye on the news? Okay, so DNA adaptation helped early humans deal with toxic fumes. So this is a story from The Guardian. A genetic mutation may have helped early humans fend off toxic fumes that wafted into the air from ancient cave fires, a team of researchers claim. Researchers at Penn State University looked at what is called the aryl hydrocarbon receptor gene, which plays a role in the breakdown of certain noxious substances. The scientists say the altered DNA was found in humans, but not Neanderthals. Okay, the question here is, because I have to flag this up, did you pick this because you're a smoker looking for hope? <laughs> well, yeah, I was just thinking about how uh, it's coming to a festival. Festivals tend to have a lot... Like, are there fires at this festival? I've not seen... There are, are there supposed to be? That's Good. a very different matter. It's not enough fire. I want more fire. And there's a lot of cooked meat. You know, get over to the Hicks Chop House or... Patty bun, all that business. Uh, and so I was thinking, Neanderthals, like you're not going to see many of them at this festival because they lack the correct aryl hydrocarbon gene, the mugs. 
So, so what you're saying here is that we were adopted to eat barbecue, basically. Absolutely. If ever Australians needed an excuse, there we are. We are alone. They need a lot of excuses. What's caught your eye, Lindsay? Uh, I found a story which is actually quite related to my cons consumption of beer here at the festival today. Because it's about uh, fat and how uh, discarded fat... I don't know how you discard your fat. Just lose it somehow. But anyway, discarded fats uh, can be used, repurposed to repair body parts damaged by injury, disease or age. Which is fascinating, isn't it? So why did you pick beer directly to link to that? Well, you know, beer guts, just general bad health. Although now that you've said that nutrition doesn't necessarily contribute to how badly I'm aging, then who cares? <laughs> I'm going to eat and drink what I like. Whee! But yeah, so the idea is to actually harvest fat from people and use the stem cells in it to to um, grow cartilage and do all kinds of things, which I really like the idea that liposuction is going to be seen as just as selfless as an act as, as giving blood eventually. Isn't that great? Like, oh, I'm off to give five pints today. Well, my arse, my entire arse. <laughs> but it, it, it's for the people. It's good. We've all seen Fight Club where they make soap. Would anybody here, actually audience, by whipping, um, would you try chips fried in yourself? Out of curiosity, you would, wouldn't you? Would nobody do that? Go on. Because surely this is how you get rid of the sort of vegan's dilemma. You just use your own fat. What's the answer? <laughs> you just need a celebrity chef to do it once and it'll be fine. And then Actually, it'll be at all the festivals. <laughs> that could happen. I could see this as marketing. Yeah. Maya, what's caught your eye? Um, so... This week, they published some studies um, on global height increase over the past 100 years. And uh, the reason why this caught my eye is because Holland came out on top, um, and I'm Dutch. Woo! Um, unfortunately, I didn't inherit the giant gene, so I'm the shortest Dutch person you'll ever meet, probably. Um, but no, so they found that um, British people, um, on average, over the past 100 years, the average height has increased by about 11 centimeters. Which, you know, sounds pretty cool. It sounds like a good height increase. But unfortunately, the UK and the US are falling behind on other countries on increase in height. And the reason they think this is is because um, it's because of things like obesity. We have problems with that here in the UK, but also in the US. And uh, some other countries that don't have that have seen a much higher increase in height. However, I was wondering, is increased height actually that useful in this day and age? I don't know. What do you reckon? Because you're quite a tall lady, Lindsay. Uh, it's good for high shelves, I suppose. <laughs> Are you always you reaching for the top shelf? Have you just confessed to something that you might not want to? <laughs> That's right. It's good for my porn habit. It's fantastic <laughs> for that. That shows your age, actually. If you're not getting it, it off the internet, rather. Than, yeah. Um, so is that why it's getting bag. shorter in the UK? The internet has <laughs> spoiled our... <laughs> Well, they think it might be because of nutrition, um, maybe, um, but also sexual selection, which is the new natural selection. Uh, it, they also found that people who are taller tend to have more kids, and so in Holland anyway, so that might be another reason why there's an increase in height. Cool. So everyone should just have sex with tall people, and then we'll catch up. Yeah. Yes, please. I'm here all day, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so that's the kind of stuff which is actually happening right now. But now we're going to take a leap into the future. What would our panel like to see? Audience, particularly if you're new, get your thinking caps on. We want to hear what your suggestions for the next stage of human evolution might be. How about we start with you? Give it a shot, Maya. What would you like to pitch to Lindsay? Well, um, so nowadays, uh, we know all about DNA. We know that our DNA kind of stays fixed throughout our lifetime. You already said that you don't want eugenics, or you're not behind it. But that's not what I'm pitching, because I don't think that we should be looking for some kind of like perfect DNA. But I think we should be maximizing the potential of our own DNA. So one of the more recent discoveries is that actually, although our DNA code doesn't change over the course of our lifetime, our DNA activity does. So which of the genes in our DNA are activated and inactivated? And this is called epigenetics. And it changes in response to things like our environment, um, our diet, exercise, but it can also um, be changed, perhaps, manually. We know that these changes are caused by things like tags on our DNA. So there's some tags that will turn a gene off, and there's some tags that will turn a gene on. And if we could manually manipulate which of, those, which of our genes are switched on and off, then we might be able to maximize the potential of our own DNA. I'm struggling here. So you're saying about switching on and off genes, but what's the pitch? Which genes are you after switching on? If what? this is something we can already do. Do I have hidden awesome genes? Is that what it is? You do, you do, actually. Bring out my inner awesomeness. You're... Although it's pretty there, isn't it? I'm almost there. Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> I, I You're so easily worst. I feel a bit like Maya is doing the classic wishing for a thousand wishes here. Like, you've cheated. This isn't fair. Or tell us what it is, I guess. My favourite gene is called proxome proliferator activator receptor gamma coactivator That's 1 mine alpha. As well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a sexy gene. It's actually a fat burning gene. So, my idea would be just over the entire Christmas period, well, you know what? Just over every period for the rest of my life, have that gene switched on, can eat whatever I like, never feel guilty again. That's directly opposed to my news story, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Everything I said, that, you know, that's, uh, mm. you've just pooed all over it. You could yeah. do other stuff with it too. You could do things like prevent and treat diseases more effectively. Like, if you knew that you were going on holiday, and like me, for example, I burn so quickly. So I'm putting myself at risk of skin cancer if I go anywhere nice, even outside today. So one of the things I could do maybe is turn on the gene for melanin, which is the pigment in your skin, get an amazing tan while I'm in rainy Britain, and then thereby protected myself for when I go on holiday, I won't be as, at as high a risk of getting skin cancer. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Can I check here then? So I want to be able to write this down right. You're talking about, um, how would you summarize this in a sentence? Switching genes on and off. Yeah, manually switching genes on and off. Gene control. What do you think, Lindsay? Is this on the short list? Uh, how easy would it be? <laughs> Can you just think it? Well, um, so the exact mechanism is still debatable. Um, oh, come on, we can do this. We can um, do it right here, right How many down. times do you have to press the belly button? <laughs> you probably wouldn't be able to do it easily. 
you might need to create some kind of synthetic DNA that will slowly replace your own DNA and then use some kind of signal, whether that's like a chemical signal or a wireless signal, I don't know, maybe like a use your iPad to switch your genes on and off. Well, this is a great idea, actually, because there is a whole field of what they call optogenetics, which is basically using light to switch genes on and off. People are already genetically modifying brains to see brain activity by using fiber optics. So why not actually have an iPad or have some kind of computer and yeah. just stick in some fiber optics into your veins or something? My iPad's got so many cracks on it. And <laughs> yeah, what if you end up having spam <laughs> you drop it in, in your veins? What if someone else finds your iPad? <laughs> just switching all your fat-burning genes off yeah. so that they look thinner. Yeah. You're not helping yourself here. Is this on the short list then? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm seeing good and bad and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's on the short list for now, I guess, is yeah. the first one you've heard. Yeah. Okay, it's in so far. Jamie, can you beat that? Yes. Uh, everybody keeps getting smaller. Um, so, I don't want to overstate my case, but I think I might have found the cure for cancer. Everything uh, keeps getting smaller. Yeah, yeah. Well, you like, said exactly the opposite at the very start. Allow, allow me a bit of preamble here. So, the current situation with our cells is we all start off as a single cell. We start off as something called a zygote. That splits into two cells, that becomes four cells, then becomes eight cells. That carries on until you become a thing called a blastocyst. Uh, that then gets a head and a tail. You turn into the little prawn thing that is a fetus. Uh, and then that grows into a baby and then a human. You know the rest. Um, so by the time you get to the end of that, you've uh, so sat around here, we're made of about 37.2 trillion cells each. Uh, so cell duplication is a really important thing. Uh, it's also really important for replacing cells. So in the time that we've been speaking, I calculate we've... Like everyone in this tent has made about 32 million new red blood cells. Uh, that's like 2 million a minute. You also make 60,000 white blood cells every minute, like more if you've got an infection. Uh, you make a million skin cells every second. Um, and I'm really glad to say that during the course of this conversation, no brain cells have been formed in anyone in this tent. We don't make new brain cells like you just get what you start with and you only get fewer as the conversation continues um so yeah cell duplication cell division is a really important part of like how we exist but there is a darker side to cell division and that is called tumors and cancer so it's widely agreed that cancer is a bad thing nowadays like we you know there's been a lot of dis we, we don't like cancer do we yes. so the way to get rid of it is just take out the whole cell division bit, like the sort of relentless cell division that you get, which leads to tumours. Just cut that out. The way to get around that is we need to start off. When we're born, we have to be absolutely massive. So we've got to like emerge from the ocean like a huge sort of sperm whale baby that's made of... So actual sperm whales have got something like 10,000 times the number of cells that we've got. Um, Can I just check here? You said emerge from the ocean as a baby. Did nobody tell you how the birds and the bees actually work? Well, you know, we're changing things here, Simon. This is, like, revolutionary. So, so like... Mummy and Daddy have to go to the sea. You go to the sea, you sort of, like, you rock. pick out the beached whale that you're like, I like this one. And then you sort of, uh, you know, you teach it things like speaking and how, where to put the food. I'm confused. Like, where does it come from, though? I'm, I'm confused. Where, where does it where, come from? Yeah. 
Oh, this, I'd the pick sea. the sea. It could from yeah. space, you know, it could fall out of the side of a quarry, like any, anywhere. That's not the important but, bit. I don't I want know. you to get too bogged it's down in the details. It's parenthood there, isn't it? If you're just <laughs> so hoping that, uh, But, like, you're a new father. Like, you, you respect, like... Uh, I, I'm guessing it's quite hard raising children, but, like, yeah. people would have a lot more respect for you if you were raising, like, a giant shrinking sperm whale. <laughs> Like, right now, what you're doing, you're looking after a, ti- like a, a tiny little sort of lap dog. That's e- anyone could do that. Like, he is louder than a sperm whale, I swear. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I can, I can get what you mean here. So what you're really suggesting, yeah. this is a kind of... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's be frank, horrific thing but will get around things like cancer because we're just constantly losing cells. Yeah, we're just shedding cells. So that, fortunately, um, molecular biology has already given us a mechanism to do this. There's something called apoptosis. So uh, the cells in our body uh, go through sort of a... Like, they go to dignitas, basically. They, they opt into killing themselves. Um, it's a delightful thing. And it's like, it's how we get hands. So, like, when our hands are forming, we would just have, like, these sort of like a stumpy thing, but the bits in between all die, and then, like, that's how we get individual digits. So, like, apoptosis is a good thing. Sculpted by death, I guess. That's a good way of thinking of all of our organs and things. Yeah. So at what point does the giant whale thing look like us? Uh, I'm going to go for, like, 31, because (laughs) that's what I am. It's a good age. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good midpoint. And then, then what happens? Do you just uh, continue shrink? to shrink? Right. Okay. Uh, and then, like, so I have thought about this. Like, so you get to a point where, like, it's a sort of Logan's Run thing where we get to like 
let's say, 32. Uh, and then, like, we've, we've shrunk to a point where, like, our cells are pretty useless now. So, like, we then... Take, you've got one year at the top, then. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah ex- I'm hot. Ex- well, you'd oh, make the most of it, wouldn't you? <laughs> so, like, you then fire those people back into the ocean where they sort of melt into a melange of cells that then go to make the next sort of uh, behemoth that emerges from the ocean. Okay, I've, I've got this. So, we're working our way from Jabba the Hutt to Yoda over time, basically. Yeah, I like it, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I... very for this, but I do have one other question, right? Because yeah. we're starting off huge, that means that half the planet is going to be taken up by kindergartens. Yeah. Schools are going to have to be enormous tire blocks and behemoths. There's going to be a lot of big changes, a lot of difficult decisions are going to have to be made. But I live know, in a small flat, how would that work? Just don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to anyway, so that's, that's fine. Maybe you graduate to the small flat. Actually, that's it. It would basically mean that everybody would end up moving towards the big cities uh-huh. as so they get older. Our life expectancy would be 32. Well, like you know, that that's if arbitrary. This is, if this is you, and <laughs> you're not going to make another cell again in your life, and how many cells are we making per minute? Like, um, currently, how many red blood cells do we need? Uh, two million a minute. But we'd just make, do, and mend, wouldn't we? We'd, like... <laughs> <laughs> I love I, really, I really make the most with of this. it. This I don't the, know if you see it, Lindsay, but I, I, I do. <laughs> well, I'd be dead, so <laughs> I'm already past that point. There are flaws, uh, you know. Like so it's not going to be easy, I'm, but I'm I'd be obsolete, wouldn't I? I'd be I'd be forming a he- new look, giant. You're saying it, not water me. Water baby thing. <laughs> you know, you've not buttered her up very well. Come on, Lindsay. Then is this on the short list? Actually, before we do, what what on earth do we call this? Start. Uh, very big things that get smaller than what they were. Okay. That may take me an hour to write that down. (laughs) Very big things slowly die. (laughs) Is this on the shortlist? I don't know. I think the age limit is a problem, isn't it? Really? That's all up for grabs. How many people here would be dead by now? (laughs) I would be. This is not school. (laughs) This is a podcast. Please. Would you be dead? Would you be happy with that? Just shout yes or no. No, see, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised because you obviously love life. You're here at the Wilderness Festival. What Who is... was looking forward to be tiny, a tiny, tiny death? <laughs> <laughs> How small will we get, actually? What's a geri- is a geriatric like the size of a worm? Uh, I'm going to go for, well, yeah, like a sea elegans. Like that's a, that's a little nematode thing, a little worm. And Would you got... still be able to function at that size? So would uh, you be like little <laughs> tiny borrower people? Sure. <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> You're like an evolutionary Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's a snappier title than the thing <laughs> I said. Okay. Would you like to take forward this awful movie? This, Is this on the shortlist? Uh, it's the dying at 32 thing, although maybe we can work on that. that can a, we work on that? Yeah, yeah. Like, name, I, I'd, name I'd the love age. the idea of being a giant whale thing, <laughs> which, which I'm working baby. towards with the beard. Do you know what, actually? Today. Something just occurred to me, and I don't know, I want to add this to the mix. Again, now having a young baby at the moment, I have to deal with a lot of poo. Mm. Uh, this is one of those things. So if you're going to have a giant baby, we're talking like, like, Right. Yesterday I took off his nappy and it was like a kind of poo-nami had just spread its way entirely up his back. And I'm, I'm a biologist, right? So I've tracked elephants and hyenas by their poo. I can find my child anywhere. It's fantastic. But... I should hope so. The, <laughs> <laughs> Where's my kid? Who knows? Oh, well. <laughs> the quantity is going to be a problem, surely. 
Because if one of the ways we shed our cells, like one, if I'm right here, one of the ways we get rid of our blood cells, which yep. is what you're talking about, is through our poo. Yeah, yeah. So, so the reason why poo is brown is... Uh, so babies, when they do a poo, their first poo, their meconium, is like a green thing because it's just made of their... Like, so the first thing a baby eats is its own hair. Uh, <laughs> in the womb, inside. And you think up. my idea is disgusting. Like... So they eat the hair in the womb and then they poo that out and it's green because they, at that point they've not shed any of their red blood cells. Yes. And like, it's adding the red bit that makes it brown, so yeah. Okay, like, yeah. Do you know, I, I did something very stupid because I forgot the word meconium and my wife was coming and singing all excited. <laughs> look, 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 he's done one of those adamantium poos, you know, like Wolverine. Although, you know, if, if Wolverine did have meconium... I've done some of them, like, <laughs> really hard. Be a very different movie, wouldn't it, if he had meconium fists? That would be very strange. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. So, is this on the short list? We've got to get moving on for our audience. It's quite a short short list, though, isn't it? There's only two. No, no, no. So oh, far, it's going to add to the. Yeah, oh well. yeah, let's have everything on the short list. Why not? <laughs> That's not how a short list works, is it? Oh well, never mind. Defeating the point, but giving our audience a tough challenge. Okay. People here at the Forum in Wilderness, it is your turn. If you have any suggestions for how you change our species, please put your hand high in the air. Uh, I'm Katie. Um, if you ever heard of like the pink hawk mantis shrimp, they have way more rods and cones in their eyes than we do. Therefore, they can see more wavelengths of light than we can, like X-ray and microwave. I think we should have that too. Why can they do that? I want to see everything. I love it. What was someone... the thing? Is was that... it the shrimp thing? Is yeah. it a shrimp? Yeah, like so, hummingbirds also have it, but pink hawk mantis shrimp have the most, and so they can see like the entire spectrum of light, and so they can see everything. They can see X-ray. Wouldn't you like to have X-ray vision? It happens in nature. <laughs> How you could have be talking this. about because you know nude people. I don't find them very appealing. Actually, is that just me? That's probably me. Anyway, let's move on. Wrong festival for you. <laughs> you I know your see husband. Them naked though, you'd see like their bones and stuff. Surely, if it was X-ray. Can you choose it again? It's kind of. Oh, what if you could can adapt you, it? Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, that, yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's very that's very festival hippie kind of yeah, all the colours, man. I like it. The peacock mantis shrimp, isn't that yes. right? Yes. Now, I've got a question for you here because you're trying to impress Lindsay. And, panel, I'd love to hear what you think as well. Um, we don't have those, I think, is it 14 sets of cones for colour? But we do have a brain. <laughs> and our brain is what actually makes us see colour. So this may shock you. You do not see colour of your eyes. You see colour of your brain. Um, that wonderful kind of magenta purpley top you have... That isn't a real colour. That is not in the magnetic spectrum. That is a fictitious colour made up by our brain. So, do you still want all the hardware, even though we perhaps already do something just as good? Well, using maybe our we need the hardware and the software. We have both. We could update our brains so that we can perceive more spectrums of light. So, does, does the shrimp not have the necessary hardware to use their cones? Well, most of the hardware to use the cones, but perhaps not much else. It's an idiot. It's a so it can't really, it can't appreciate the beauty of it. This is an amazing. It's not an artist. They can also punch so hard that it can be a bullet. Yes, Jimmy. Can I be as delicious as a shrimp as well? You already are. Ah. Oh, you. Do you know what? This could be our first podcast, baby. I quite like that. And it will be giant. It will be bigger than this tent. And it will see all spectrums of light. You want to smell see. a bit fishy. <laughs> I was just, I was just wondering, what will you do with your X-ray vision? You look at Jimmy, but the signs of it. No, no. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, you could also see radio waves and microwaves and everything like that, so you'd be able to have like a different experience of the world. I, I can see microwaves, like all, <laughs> I see them all over the place. I've been in, in curries, like. <laughs> okay, 
we have to ask, sorry, could you, could you tell me your name again, please? Katie. Katie, right. Katie, mantis shrimp eyes. Is this on the short list, Lindsay? I quite like that, yeah. Yeah, because it's got a nice artistic edge and I can understand it, whereas the science is a bit over my head, so yeah. <laughs> I like give... the lots of colours thing. Very nice. Give Katie Pretty. a massive round of applause. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trish, and uh, my suggestion's back to Pooh. Yes. So it's uh, leave us alone and sort out the bacteria in our gut because they control our brains, they control all kinds of things because we're, you know, they have this effect on neurochemicals and mood and they could help us sort out mental health problems. Are we really so being controlled by We're being controlled, to some extent, controlled by <laughs> our gut bacteria. No way. And we have billions of bacteria all over us, but a lot of them in us as well. And it's not just Yakult that's going to sort it out. So, so any bad decision could come from my poo. <laughs> Is that? Don't think it's any, quite that oh, okay, straightforward. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, it's what are you trying to get out of? What are you blaming on your poo? <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's serious science. There's a lot. There's a lot of work going on on um, the transmitters in your gut, the neurotransmitters in your gut, and how they relate to the ones in your brain, in your nervous system. Um, there's also lovely stuff like if you have a nasty infection, you can now be treated by a poo transplant. You can have someone else's poo and it'll fix your gut. It's not a so, nice treatment. Uh, really? have, anyway, yeah, okay. This girl's really <laughs> nodding vigorously. Have you had any experience of this? <laughs> right now. There we are. Just leave Did you us do a DIY moment. version over Sort the out the poo bugs. <laughs> to that end, okay, has anybody in our audience had a faecal transplant? They're available at the Portaloos. Just go over this way. <laughs> because very, this is a, very forward-thinking festival. This is a hugely growing area, you're right. Like, I'm aware it's being used particularly to treat... Um, Clostridium difficile, yeah. Yeah, and all their autoimmune conditions. That seems to be the main ones. And even people are using parasitic gut worms to treat some of these things. Lindsay, I'm, I'm not sure... Your pitch, can I make sure I've got this right, Trish, is we change our poo to do what, though? Uh, well... Firstly, I hope, to help sort out some of our mental health problems. And that one is like... That's pretty important for evolution, because it's pretty important for life. Sorry, I've gone all serious. Yeah, well, what do you think, then, Lynch? Uh, um, uh, marrying poo with seriousness is always good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also on, on the list. Oh, no, I'm liking all of these. This, but I'm not does very... this actually mean that whenever you go to your doctor and you say, to me, everything seems like poo, they then say, we'll have some more? Is that effectively what the cure is? Fighting poo with poo? Yeah. Excellent. And this is on the short list as well. You're easy to please, Lindsay. This yeah, is yeah, sorry. Have we, got, we got time for maybe one more suggestion from our audience. My name is Phil, and my idea is a little bit more cosmetic in nature. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was reading an article about uh, this stem cell spray gun that came out for people who are burn victims and allows them to regenerate their own skin on top of their burns, which is awesome. But I think kind of a more cosmetic purpose for that would be you'd be able to kind of grow your own skin in other unique fashions. So like if you wanted to put like a pocket. Pocket. Yeah, yeah. like a skin pocket where I don't know if you want to put some mayonnaise in there or i think you could grow your own chips. actually yeah you? exactly yeah that's great because actually uh, women's fashion the pockets are always far too shallow exactly so it'd be way better to just have skin ones <laughs> wouldn't it great i mean it's a bit of an extreme way to do it but yeah 
Yeah. Can I point out for those listeners at home that the man who said it was more cosmetic has got a like astounding uh, glitter formation on on his face. Uh, it's really something to behold. Yeah. Thank you. Well done, sir. Yeah. Thanks. Would you make that a permanent feature if you could? The skin pocket or the the robot face the, paint? You could keep glitter in you your could, skin pocket. Maybe you could exactly. Yeah. You could put glitter in there. Yeah. Yeah. You, can't, you can't think of anything else. All you can think <laughs> about is glitter. glitter all the chips, smaller bits of chips. glitter. <laughs> and, I don't know, No, actually, thread. He did think, and I don't know how we glossed over it so readily, that you went straight to mayonnaise. <laughs> well, I mean, she's Dutch. We are living in the Netherlands, and mayo is a very important part of our culture there. So It is. You're joking. <laughs> what, what, what do you think? You should see, uh, at home you can't see the look of incredulity that passed. Don't give away the, like, secret <laughs> of our height, okay? What are you doing? <laughs> our height, their height. But yeah, but you're going for, okay, because I was with you on they were repairing burn victims, yeah. not I want to carry dip around with well, me. <laughs> those are just certain examples. I mean, you, when you have your own skin pocket, you can choose whatever you want to put in there. Yeah, tools, exactly. I'm just imagining a kangaroo drowning inside its mum's mayonnaise now. <laughs> Lindsay, tell us more. What? Mum's mayonnaise sounds like a new brand, doesn't it? Mm. It does. <laughs> it sounds disgusting and Freudian <laughs> as well. Drowning in your mum's mayonnaise. Ugh. Come on. Like daddy's sauce. Oh, oh it's, a th- it's a brand. I'm not being gross. Or am I? I am. Is this on the short list? Yeah. <laughs> Everything's on the short list, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that, that as well. Um, if you could please pockets. give him a round of applause and not encourage him at the same time. This is <laughs> wonderful. How am I gonna write that down on our list? Is it, what, what is it? Is it skin, stem, skin pocket? Oh. Okay, finally, we've got one final suggestion, this time coming from Mother Nature itself. Uh, I brought along a creature that we'd like to take some genes from. Lindsay, can you please describe this to the people listening at home and our audience here? Do you want me to read this? Oh, oh no, no, just describe. What does it look like? Oh, right. It so it's, a, it's, a sort of, it's the size of a rabbit. It looks like a, a cute rat, I'd say. It's a chubby gerbil rat. Uh, and oh, shall I say what else I know about it, just in general? Because I actually have some connection to this animal. It's yeah, you're kind of a big dear fan. to my heart. <laughs> this is, it's called the Cuban Solanodon. What would you steal from the Cuban Solanodon, Lindsay? Oh, well, it's a bit of a endearingly crap animal, though, because it walks in a zigzag. It smells like a goat. It's been around since the dinosaur period, though, so it's, it, despite being absolutely rubbish at existing, it's managed to do it for so long. I think just maybe things come along, look at it and go, I'm not even bothering to eat it. It's just pointless. It'll die out at some point. But it hasn't, apart from domestic cats are killing them off. No. So it's uh, didn't get eaten by the dinosaurs, but freaking little moggies are finishing them off. So uh, I don't know. I suppose it's longevity. Longevity? Longevity. Longevity. Oh my God, I've forgotten how to say it. How do you say it? Anyone? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) They're, They're Dutch. They don't know. Uh, Longevity. Uh, uh, yes, its ability to... Well, the yeah. thing I'd steal, because this, you know I mean. this is what I'm <laughs> suggesting, is this is one of the few venomous mammals there are out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if you've ever wanted to bite someone, like go Phil Suarez on them, this is surely the way. But the venom induces d- mild depression. That's a fact. It doesn't kill you or anything. The venom makes you a bit depressed. 
So it bites you and then you wonder why these things always happen to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I can't believe a stupid smelly goat thing just bit me. Oh, I'm not so, even going to kill it now. Hold on, is that in the shortlist then? Oh, what, be more like a Selenodon? A Selenodon Venom? I think I already am a bit like one. <laughs> oh, I don't mm. believe that. That's yeah. one. Okay, so that's off. Okay, Lindsay, we were running out of time, so we're going to have to make this dead quick. You've got a couple to choose from. Do you want uh, Maya's idea of gene control? <laughs> Jamie's idea of being very big things, slowly shrinking and shrinking and shrinking till death, possibly before your age. Um, Katie's idea of mantis shrimp ice. We've Trish ideas of fighting poo with poo. And we've got Phil, I, Phil's idea of a skin pocket. Yeah. Oh, I, pocket. if you couldn't hear that at home, skin... Um, <laughs> Phil just shouted plural. He wants skin pockets. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. What do you reckon? I do like the pocket idea. <laughs> <laughs> My pockets are never deep enough. It's really annoying. Phil, before we go, can you tell us quickly how do you feel having your idea implemented into our species? Uh, I just want to thank uh, my mom and dad and everybody here this, this evening. Uh, I feel great. Thank you. I just realized if we were giving you a prize, you could carry it home in your skin pocket. That would be so perfect. Well, ladies and gents, I'm afraid that is a, us out of time. You've heard it here. We're going to take that idea and we're going to inject it straight into our species' main vein like a kind of genetically modified William Burroughs. Before we go, we have to give a huge round of applause and thanks. We've had the wonderful comedian, we've had Lindsay Sharman, we've had Maya Elliott, we've had Jamie Upton, and the wonderful audience here at Wilderness Festival. I've been Simon Watt, this is Level Up Human. Thank you and good night. That was Level Up Human, hosted by Simon Watt, produced by Rachel Wheely, and supported by the Wellcome Trust. For more information, go to leveluphuman.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.